Hi there, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got one last live demo of the evening. So AWS is here. So please give a big, you're the last one of the day. Welcome to David Green. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for being here. We're gonna be like lightning through this. Not only is it the last session of the day, but I have a lot to go through because it's a really cool new service. So um, at a super high level, uh, Midnight Madness Sunday night, we launch a new service called DataSync. Um, DataSync allows you to move data between on-prem um, and either Amazon EFS or Amazon S3, and it's bi-directional. So you can move data super fast between both sides. Um, Basically, we had other services that existed prior. You know, there's Storage Gateway. We have stuff like Snowball, um, so, you know, Kinesis data streams, but nothing really to do online data transfer. So we launched a service called DataSync. So what DataSync allows you to do is you can point it today to an NFS-based file server, whether it's um, you know like a NAS server. And then what happens is. DataSync deploys on-prem as an agent that you run in a VM. So you can run you know, one or many of these agents. And it handles all the data indexing, um, encryption, data copy, and integrity of the data along the way. It, it's super fast. So with a single agent, um, we're seeing close to 10 gigabits per second per agent, and this scales linearly per agent. It's super easy to use. Um, I already have a, a pre-baked version I'll show you, but if we have time, I'll show how easy it is just to add a new source and destination and kick off a transfer. Um, it's secure, so it's encrypted in flight, and you can have encryption in rest with um, EFS and S3. And it's, um, it's cloud integrated, so what that means is it scales automatically and is optimized for the target destination. So for example, if you're writing into S3, when we actually write the data through the service into S3, it's optimized to be as effective as possible with S3 and EFS as well. Where um, you know, other, other solutions, whether you're doing it yourself, like using um, open source tools or even commercial third-party tools, um, you have to manage scaling out because you have certain throughput limits on EC2. And we, um, we handle all this for you as part of the service. So it's up to 10 gigabits per agent. It really depends on the data set and where you are and how this works. But we're seeing you know, really high throughput. It's ridiculously easy. It's literally a few clicks in the console. Say, here's my source, this is my destination. If it doesn't exist, we can create it for you. We can um, just, it's really hands off and super easy. Um, the agents update automatically as well. So as we have new versions come out, we can update the agents without any impact to your business or production. And we preserve metadata between the source and destination. Um, it's encrypted in transit. And we enable validation as well. So basically what it means is what you transfer is what we have on our, our side, whether it's S3 or EFS. Like we, can, we ensure that the data transferred is what you had up before. Uh, you can monitor with CloudWatch. Um, there's logs that show all the data movement there. And it's also um, PCI DSS compliant and um, HIPAA eligible. And it's cheap. So basically, it's four cents per gigabyte transferred in or out of the service. So it's the same kind of cost model as we have with S3 transfer acceleration. And there's no other cost on top of that. There's no, like, you know, when it's running, this is how much it costs or something like that. It's just basically data moved in and out of the service. And when you compare this with commercial offerings, this is a very attractive price point.
So quick demo. Um, I, had, I have a lab in Los Angeles. So it's in a data center. I have a, um, like a 1U NAS server in there. Um, and I have a data sync agent in the same data center. Um, I created 1 million JPEG files. It's actually an open source data set of cat images. Since we're storing cat images on the internet, it makes sense. Um, the data size, it's not giant. It's like 193, megabyte, or 193 gigabytes in size. The average file size, it's pretty diverse, but the average size is 200 kilobytes per file. When I was running with a single data agent, I was moving 2,600 plus images per second off a single like one RU NAS server, which is it was a lot more than I thought. And that's actually why I had to create the files multiple times to have the data transfer last longer than just like a few seconds to move over 100,000 files. Um, I moved a million files in six minutes, just shy of seven minutes, to move the entire data set. Uh, this is what it looks like. Uh, on the very top there, we see, um, we see the throughput off of the, the NFS server. On the bottom, I have two 10 gig direct connect links. So we're actually um, you know, spreading traffic across both those interfaces. So if we zoom in, you know, I'm getting, I don't know, five, six gigabits peak there. Um, but moving that many files is what's really impressive to me. And I ran the exact same test using the S3 sync command. So it's like S3 CLI running S3 sync on the same data set. And if I zoom over, that is the throughput of, of S3 sync. Um, I had it, I changed all the settings, I changed like my concurrency, my thread count, all this, and I, I didn't get much more than that. And if you zoom into that data, you know, maybe peaking at 60 megabits for the exact same data set of all those cat photos. So it's, it's amazing. I mean, moving big data is easy, but moving a ton of small files is challenging, especially in, when you have you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of files. Um, and this is what the GUI looks like. So um, it shows my execution state as 100% done. Um, and it, it breaks down to performance data, so 500 megabytes a second average. And that includes, um, today, the average includes the total job duration, like preparing and um, verification. And here's um, what the, the on-prem side looks like. So I have, um, I have data on a NAS server, and then the data sync agent lives on-prem. It's going across Direct Connect, and then through data sync service, and we write that out. So we're writing data um, into S3, and you have another source that goes into EFS. So you can say, you know, this data has to be on EFS because I'm accessing it through um, you know, an NFS-type amount point, or if it's going to S3. But on top of that, I'm using S3 cross-region replication, CRR, to take that data and actually replicate it to um, AP Northeast 2, which is in Seoul, South Korea. So that's actually replicating data into S3 bucket there. And then I have a lifecycle policy in the Glacier. And then we have um, you know, people in Korea for post-production for media entertainment who's picking up the data through a file gateway. So that way they can have um, you know, NFS or SMB access to the same data set. And you know what's fun too is we just launched um, S3 direct put into Glacier. So now you don't have to actually have a lifecycle move it to Glacier. So if I wanted to here, I can actually have cross-region replication do a direct put into Glacier in another region without having to land on S3 first and then lifecycle over. So that, that's a nice, easy, easy new way to do that. Um, 
Last thing on the direct connect piece, um, I enabled multipath. So that allowed me to see both interfaces at the same cost. That's how we saw um, traffic being spread across both interfaces. And it's very fast for failover. You can literally like disable the interface, and you don't see any impact to the application. So it helps for me for not only throughput, but also disaster recovery or you know, equipment failure. Um, this is what it looks like to set up. But let me just show you actually in, in real life. So hopefully the, um, the internet demo gods are in our favor, and we'll make this, make this work. Um, this is what the, the GUI looks like. So basically, I already set up tasks. I have tasks that say, for example, move my JPEG image set to S3. Um, this is my source. This is my destination. I'm going to go ahead and just kick this off while we're talking. And then in the meantime, we can make a new one, too. So this is how easy it is to get set up. I'll show you this. I'll create a new task. I'm uh, moving from on-prem. But you can move both ways, too, which is actually really cool. So you can say AWS to on-prem. So you can actually move the same data set from AWS, whether it's in S3 or EFS, back down to your on-prem NFS store. So whether that's for um, disaster recovery to you know, quickly recover data back to on-prem, or even hydrate um, NFS servers in other locations. So you can back up to S3, then hydrate another location off S3 super easily. Um, I already have an agent, so I'm not going to do that. Um, my source here, so my source option is NFS. I have my agent here. Um, that's my source. And then the mount path is here. So yeah, locations in FS, you can choose agents. And what's cool, too, is you can actually have multiple agents. So it's here I only have one. You can have more than one. And then basically, the job gets distributed across all the available agents. And it just acts as like a massive vacuum just to pull data off of, um, off of your storage and then funnel it into S3 or EFS or vice versa. Uh, my destination, I'm going to send it to S3. I'll write it to um, my delete bucket. I already have a role. So basically, the reason I'm writing it to my bucket called delete mania is I have a lifecycle policy on that bucket that deletes every day. Otherwise, I have to manage deleting a million files. So it's easy just doing it once and um, having it be done there. CloudWatch. And that's it. Create this task. And this one's still running. Let's just take a look at this one real quick. So we're moving. We're picking up. Um, again, we averaged this data over the entire time of the job. So realistically, it might be doing more than, yeah, here we go. So it's probably doing more than um, that number of files per second. But the average today is calculated based on when I hit start on the job. So it could be preparing and scanning the directory. So this is running in real time. This is the. Um, the throughput of the NFS server on-prem. This is the throughput of Direct Connect. And you can see that both interfaces are being utilized on Direct Connect. Um, I only have 10 gig office anyway. We're not even hitting close to that. But it's nice having both Direct Connect options that ties back to diverse routers. That way, if we have maintenance or anything like that, you don't have downtime. Yeah, here we see. So this is um, picking up a bit more here. 
And then um, I already did this previously, so I'll show you this as well. I, um, I have a file gateway set up. So yeah, I have a file gateway set up here. And the media I uploaded were, um, was created from a RE camera. So it's a RE um, 6K camera. It shoots 6.5K resolution frames. Each frame is about um, 30 or so megabytes per file. I transcoded it already to make it usable here. So this is actually playing back on a um, playback software. It's playing back the frames I, I rendered out um, through NFS file gateway um, through a virtual edit machine on the cloud. So I uploaded my data that I generated, loaded it to my SAN or my NAS in Los Angeles, loaded it into Oregon on S3, and I'm playing back off a GPU-based um, EC2 workstation. And this is actually a pattern that we see CDOs using as well, because if you have workers, um, whether it's like temporary employees or even full-time jobs, you can have the latest, greatest like, you know, GPU-backed instances on EC2 and you know, turn them off at night when you're not using it and get, um, get access to your workforce as you scale in without having to buy hardware. So it's just a really easy way to move the data around. And it looks like a job's almost, oh, maybe not. But yeah, it's pretty quick here. And yeah, so it's running. So that's pretty much data sync in a nutshell. I know we had like a, a super, I told you it was going to be a fast session. Um, removing data easily, I created this task. Um, yeah, any questions? And if anyone does have a question, I'll happily bring you the microphone so everybody can hear it. Just raise your hand for me. Anybody? We also have a full breakout session. Um, I believe it's tomorrow. I can, I can confirm. Um, if you search the app for data sync, all one word, we have a full breakout session, hour long, where we go into you know, how the service works. We have a um, performance section like this, and we have a customer speaking about how they're using it to move millions of JPEG images also um, from um, a bunch of NetApp filers into S3. You got one question over here, I think? Cool. Thank you. Um, is the service bi-directional or one direction only to S3? Yes, bi-directional. So you can move data from on-prem to S3 and EFS, and vice versa, from S3 EFS back to on-prem. And the cost is the same, like a put and get an S3, or would be different cost? I'm sorry? The cost for the service would be like a put and get for S3 or will be different? It'll be the same. So basically, when you write the S3, it writes through, here I'll show you. Yeah, so when we write, I don't know why, it, oh, it's flipped, hang on. So when we write from on-prem, we write through the direct connect circuits into the data sync service, and then data sync handles the, the writes into the source or the destination. So in this case, we're writing into S3. Um, this handles all the puts and gets, and it handles you know, things like exponential back off and like retry on failure um, because it's a service. And also because it's a service, we can do high throughput where maybe EC2 might have rate limits uh, on a per instance basis. This kind of gets around that. Um, that potential issue, especially once you start running at you know, multi-gigabits a second, um, and also um, in the packets per second that get limited. So we handle this. But this is your bucket. This is a, you know, a customer bucket. You can browse it as S3. There's no ob it's just regular object size. So if it's a five terabytes per object, is a max for S3, yeah. Yeah. 
for object, yeah. So it's the same as S3. I think we have one more question over here. Yeah. Do we need a server on on-prem to install the agent? Do we need um, hardware on-prem? Yeah, server on on-prem. Yeah, so today we, we offer it through an OVA, so it's an open VMware appliance. Um, you can actually download it and install it on like um, an ESX or Hyper-V. Um, it's, it's a small, I don't know, it's, it's a small file for the OVA, and it's really easy to stamp out. Is there any dependency on Direct Connect to be there? No. Or, and uh, uh, for, uh, I mean, uh, can same agent work for multiple accounts? Do I have to configure the credentials or whatever, IAM stuff? Yeah, so the um, so question is, is Direct Connect a requirement? And no, it's not. It goes across the internet as well. I just had Direct Connect so I can, um, it was an easy way for me to get set up in the, in the, in the colo. Uh, <clears throat> um, the second question was about cross account. Basically, as long as your role has access to access the bucket in the other account, then you can write through it. Um, so there should be no limitations on that. Because basically, when you, you set up an S3 role, like a policy, um, so if your policy allows access to it, you should be OK. So each time the agent gets deployed, I, I mean, if I change anything in IAM, I have to redeploy the agent? If you change what? I'm sorry? If I change anything on IAM policy side, I have to redeploy the agent? No. It, it, all the policies are managed um, in the service itself. So the agent can exist, and I can have more policies that I create through the drop-down menus or whatnot. And those policies exist on the, um, on the sync service. Thank you. Thanks, sir. We can do one last one, and then we've got to wrap it okay, up. Cool. So the jobs have to be scheduled, or is it? I mean, there is a scheduling of the jobs when it can sync. I'm oh, sorry? Job scheduling. Security? Is scheduling. I'm sorry, it's super loud. Yeah, it's OK. There's so much going on. Job scheduling, he's asking about. Yes. Um, I believe if it's not in the GUI now, it will be offered, because that's part of it for a continuous um, data sync. So we can have a job, um, whether it's scheduled on an automatic basis. Um, if there's other things of interest around when to trigger jobs, please let us know. In the AWS console, I'll show you this as well here real quick. In the console, uh, yeah, so my job's done. I've transferred a million and one files in seven minutes and 12 seconds. Um, on the bottom left of the console, there's this feedback button. And we listen to all these, and we get all these requests in. So if you have something that is maybe missing, or maybe it's like, hey, I wish that we can um, do scheduling on a different type of basis, or maybe you have other things you can do, not only for this service, but anywhere in AWS, please just click on feedback and send feedback, because it really helps the teams get that information. All right. Thank you so much, cool. everybody. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks, David. Thanks. And we'll have speakers starting tomorrow morning at 1040 AM all throughout the day as well. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>